Right now, I'm sickened. Welcome to Riot City, first of all. Second of all, you better listen to Three Count Podcast. Oh, by the way, Showtime, Jeremy Grimes. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, this man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. You can call me your Sherpa, but like every good Sherpa, you gotta have a person who's been there, done that, and does it more efficiently than you do. So it's never about me, it's about who's entering the ring. And before we talk about who's entering the ring, you will hear a voice. Is disembodied. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see a picture of him. But he is here. Give it up for the host of the Three Count Podcast Debate Show, Chaz the Don. It's your boy, your nephew, your cousin is the Don, Chaz Evans. Cliff, I'm back on now entering the ring, and I'm excited. Oh, well, you have to be because let's talk about it. So, Who's now entering the ring today? Well, this man came to us from CKCW, NEPW, PWR, ROW, RWA, VIP, and Wildcat Pro Wrestling, as well as Ring of Honor. He is one-third of the greatest, the greatest man tag team champions. Let's just be upfront. This awesome man is a world television champion, a part of world Ring of Honor, and he is the only person to be on this show and have won his match in the Red Dogs Power Rankings. Let's be real, because i just going to be honest. It is the man himself, the leader of everybody's favorite promotion, Shane Taylor. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got damn right. Hell of an introduction. What's going on, boys? Bruh, I cannot tell you. Okay, so every Sunday we do the Red Dogs Power Rankings that's live on the debate show, right? Right. So the match that you had with Prolific, right, uh-huh. is the only indie match that has ever topped the rankings. So to have you on the show, I'm just a little bit of fangirling. I'm not going to front. I'm like a front. Hey, it's all right, man. It happens to the best of us. You know what I mean? Um, no, they, that, that match was special to everybody involved because I have history with Tyree uh, from reality of wrestling down here uh, in in Houston uh, with Booker T, like you mentioned, um, and to be able to see him not only grow and learn when I was there with him, but to go off and do his own own thing and carry that and help the guys around him, uh, very similar to how I'm helping my guys, uh, was fantastic. You know, so even the gear that he has that I sold to him, he he's continued to buy more that's inspired by that gear. Uh, so it really was this sort of like um, everything coming full circle moment and match. And we still had to beat his ass, but uh, it, it, it was great to to compete against him on that level uh, and just see what those boys could do. And they're great. Yes. Yes. And we've actually we had him on the show. We met them last year and then we brought them on our show and we had a full conversation with those guys. And like, we consider them like our big brothers, even though like, I know I'm older than both, like most of them, I consider those guys like my big brothers as well. So I'm like, yo, I genuinely get to have these great conversations with, with Tyree all the time. So I definitely, I'm very mad appreciative of like the learning tree I get to sit under. Oh yeah. For lack of a, oh, sorry. Uh, For lack of a better term, 
the wrestling world is kind of like gang shit, right? Where you can be older than someone, but still be, or well, the younger person can be the OG. You know what I mean? Like, depending on the experience that they have, the the, the things that they've done, the places that they've gone, work they put in. You know what I mean? So, um, and I hate comparing it to that, but for people who don't understand it, that's what it is. That's absolutely funny because uh, before you came on, me and Cliff were, uh, were chatting, and I said that very thing. I said, I always uh, tell Tyree, I'm like, bro, like, you're an OG to me. And he was like, no, no, no. I was like, no, you're my OG. And, and I, I, that's how I describe it the very mm-hmm. same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the easiest way to process for people who don't yeah. understand it. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, oh, okay. You're like, all right. <laughs> Definitely. I definitely get, I get, I get mad appreciative of just like being able to like, like, it's like we said, like learning, right? Because like, even you mentioned, right, whether it's on the games or like, even for me, like, I, I'll be honest, I can't relate, but I could relate with the military because like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a, that's a big thing too. Like some of the guys that were in higher positions of me were also younger than me, but mm-hmm. you also accumulated that knowledge to be able to pass down to me. So it's, it's a weird, but smooth transition that you can make from like the military to the wrestling world. Very. Um, and with my dad being, you know, a, a drill sergeant first class for 20 years, like I, my transition from amateur wrestling for being an army brat to doing street shit growing up, all of it sort of prepared me for this in one way or, 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 or another. So we laugh about it now when I talk to him, because he's kind of like, you've been training for this your whole life. You didn't even know it. You know what I mean? Uh, but there were signs along the way, like when I got kicked out of preschool for wrestling and shit like that, that we kind of knew this was going to be, uh, th- this was going to end up being, you know, um, the career of choosing. Well, that was going to be my question is how did you get into the sport? But clearly we see you were oh. born and bred for this. <laughs> I mean, my, the story about how I got into it is pretty much like everyone, everyone else's, you know, you watch it as a kid you see your heroes and you and you want to try to emulate that where mine differs is i think most people saw wrestling as entertainment whereas for me what i wanted to do because of it was different because for us growing up you know um i probably lost 100 people by the time i was 12 or 13 been to like you know over 100 funerals so my perspective on the world was a little different, was a little numb to loss. Um, but one of the few times that we never had to worry about if anybody, were, if we were going to get that call or not, was when we were watching wrestling as a family. And back then, um, there weren't as many pay-per-views. There were only like four big ones. Uh, I, I want to say it was like you had Mania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and maybe King of the Ring or, or, or Survivor Series. I'm not really sure which one. Um, but during those, during those each, because uh, where my family lived, we were all within a few blocks of each other. So each house would get like one pay-per-view a year. And whoever's turn it was, we'd get food, we'd do the whole nine, everybody would go there. So um, in those moments, when we would watch wrestling, we were so immersed in it not only because of what we were seeing on the TV, but the ability that it allowed us to sort of just turn our brains off and just be in the moment with everybody. And so I said to myself, then if there's a way for me to do that 
especially for kids like me, if there's a way to bring them that, not only that entertainment, but that peace of mind when they're watching me on screen, then that's exactly what I want to do. And so here we are 14 years later on this crazy journey. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny. Cause like, um, you brought it up. Like, this is a thing where you just, you watch wrestling, but you can turn your mind off and just enjoy what you're watching. And I just, right. it's, it's, it's a, it's a wild world out there. And you mentioned it right off the jump. So I'm very curious, like in the 14 years that you've been in the business, mm-hmm. what's been the worst bump you've taken? The worst bump I've taken? Shit. That's a very good question. Although I don't really take like crazy bumps. So that's, uh, hold on. Ah, off the top of my head there, I took a DVD in the corner from Brody King in our first singles match and I hit it and it was fine, but I felt like everything up from like the top of my head down to my feet cracked like when I hit. And I just remember saying right then I was like, that sucked. He's like, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. But that sucked. <laughs> and uh, just being very aware that, oh, yeah, that's, I'm going to be fucked up in the morning, um, which we both were. But, um, yeah, that's probably the worst one. But I don't take a lot of crazy bumps specifically because I want to do this as long as I can, and I'm not trying to end my career for no reason. Um, but, yeah, that, that's probably the worst one. <laughs> Yeah, I can, I can, like, and I, I, I'm, you know, turning 37 next year, and I, like, tell myself all the time, like, I want to make this work and last, and so I'm, like, don't do anything wild, just, like, mm-hmm. round and pound, be a technician, ground and pound is all you need to work on right now. <laughs> you look, you look at a guy like Zach Sabre Jr., right, and where he's at, he could legitimately wrestle for the next 20 30 years no problem you know what i mean just with that style that pace that technique and as he gets older it's only going to what he does is only going to be more dangerous because now you've had that much more experience to do it so he's going to be this old wily vet that knows everything has seen everything has done everything doesn't have to take risks like he's he's going to be suzuki like if, if there's going to be someone who passes that or whoever, like when he, when he's done and he hands that mantle off, like it's going to be Saber Goon. Like it, it's, it's gotta be right. So um, yeah, man, like once you find your thing and you can make sure that it's a style that's going to allow you to have longevity, do it. I like, I like, um, before I keep asking my questions, I just going to give it up to my co-host Chaz. Man, I know you got questions too. I do, I do, I do. Um, so I guess, uh, well, th- I, this is for my partner. Uh, he's he's uh supposed to be on, but he wanted me to ask this question because um, you got us doing this. He because he, he um he asked you on TikTok and he, uh he asked about the hashtags on your post with his wrestling. Yeah. So that's what we started doing, and you know, and it, it's worked. We we've gotten a lot more exposure. We just wanted to know like. Like, how do you get yourself, you know, besides the hashtags, what else can you do to get yourself out there on, on a social media presence? Honestly, a lot of that is where I struggle. But, uh, but, but, the, but the beautiful thing about my team is 
everybody is better than me at something, whether it be uh, body-wise, like Khan, business moves like uh, Ron, uh, keeping my mentality where I needed to be, like Moses, uh, or a combination of all of them, like O'Shea, especially with the social media game. They've taught me a lot of stuff, and a lot of it is honestly peak times and gauging what gets the most interaction, live tweeting during certain stuff, and just so, sort of like staying on the pulse of what's happening and what people are talking about. That's really um, the thing that gets it going a lot of times. And then once you build that up, uh, the people that you have following will be able to generate that, uh, that interaction, whether you're doing it at peak times or not, because now you've built the fan base up. No, I, I like that a lot. That's yeah, that, 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 that makes sense. That, make, that mm-hmm. makes sense, I, you know, because you take, you see a lot of the stuff of like, like wrestling Twitter and what's going on. And like when you talk right. about like the, uh, you know, certain things, uh, the interaction gets better. Um, so you said about like your team, right? And yeah. it's funny because you mentioned two names that I've, you know, been blessed to meet and, you know, I've had knowledge passed on to me was O'Shea and Moses. And actually, yeah. I, I talked to Moses yesterday. And I guess my next question is, you know, should you always, like, have a group, like, not say like, a group, but a team of people that, you know, to help you, I don't even know how to rephrase the question, because you can help me, help me out, but I, 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 I get what you're asking, yeah. and there's, nobody makes it in this sport by themselves, um, the notion that people do to me is asinine. Because you don't book yourself, you don't wrestle yourself, you don't fly yourself, you don't drive. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there you didn't train yourself. You know what I mean? Like, there are people who help you all along the way. Having a good support system, having people around you um, that want your very best interest at heart. Like, the people that are going to be there for you and support you through all of this bullshit like you definitely need them there. It doesn't necessarily have to be a faction within the wrestling world, you know what I mean? But having those people around you is is um, is paramount. Like you, that definitely needs to be something that happens and you should surround yourself at all times with people who are doing better than you or who do something better than you because then that pushes you to get better. If you're around a bunch of people and you're the best guy, you need to reevaluate your circle right? Be because a lot of times you are uh, remaining stagnant while they may be learning, but you're not necessarily going anywhere, right? So um, it's always important to continue to be evolving, pushing yourself um, and having those around you push you because then you in turn get to push them. You know what I mean? Uh, because like, for example, with the crews that I roll with, whether it be Keith Lee or Ray Rowe or my guys, like we're always, uh, we're always pushing each other. There's always things that we say to each other or things that we talk about that push the next person to do, uh, to, to, to achieve that next thing or hit the gym the next day, right? Um, things that motivate me you know, don't necessarily motivate the two of them, but um, I know them well enough to know, okay, well, this will get them going or that'll, that'll get them going. So having the people around you uh, 
having that group, whether they're on screen or not, uh, is very, very important. Yeah, I like that because, you know, like, it's funny because this is our show and we've legitimate, you know, we were talking beforehand, like, Chaz and I, like, we we vibe mm-hmm. off of each other. You know, we've been friends for, like, three years, but we, like, create this whole thing and, like, we we travel the road together. We go to different spots. Like, we'll hit different right. shows and stuff. And we have our third. And we we all, whenever we're, we're training, we're all, like, vibing and learning off of each other and pushing each other to grind. But it's, like, like we're all on different mindsets, but we're all, mm-hmm. like, working towards, like, that same goal. And, like, Absolutely. that's the real part where, like, we all we all understand like we can grind off each other and help learn but eventually we're all going to have to ask for like that next level up and talk to that person and then grind with them and learn how to get better and then keep pushing the envelope and it's just that's why we we genuinely want to go out and find people who have been in this way longer than we have because yeah. you know you only get sh- like i don't know I don't know if you, but Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, you know, as iron sharpens mm-hmm. iron, so shall one man sharpen another. And I Absolutely. always look for that, yep. always look for that better blade to help sharpen my skills mm-hmm. up. And then, you know, Chaz is doing it on one side, I do it on the other. And then we just, we find out that we're like elevating each other and pushing each other. And every once in a while, we might punch each other in the face by accident and then not apologize about it. Sorry. I, I don't know what we're talking about, but yeah. So Chaz, what's your next question? <laughs> No, no. Uh, so my last question is, is uh, you know, real trivia question. All right. Uh, before match, you go into your phone, you have one album. What are you playing? DMX, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I am there's, finished. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's a more complete album that's ever been made. Um the, the ability to have not only reflective thoughts in, in, in the prayers, but th- th- songs that'll get you amp- amped up, songs that'll make you cry, um, songs that'll absolutely make you want to go out and fight a whole stadium by yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's, he, he, DMX to me is my goat, followed by Rock Him and KRS One. But that fluctuates daily. <laughs> uh, I mean, just because they're they're all just so incredibly talented at, at what what they do and thought provoking. Um, and, and so for me, uh, yeah, if that's if that's the one album that I get to choose, it's going to be that one. God, that's such a that's such a great album. That is that is it's, it's <laughs> okay. So good. I, Okay, off off the off the uh, script. I what are your top five goats in rap? I'm just now I'm curious. Top five goats in rap: DMX, Rakim, KRS. Um, and I I look at things a little differently based off of not only just lyrical skill but longevity in the game in which we talked about. And I don't understand how people couldn't pick a Snoop Dogg or a Jay Z. You know what I mean? Like Eminem, yes. ob- obviously, like for ly- for lyrical sake, I'm gonna I'm gonna add Eminem and then put Jay Z and Snoop Dogg is an honorable mention at sixth, um, only because those three have been this so long, stayed relevant, uh, have been so good. Snoop has, you know, ingrained himself into mainstream America, 
Like no, when no. you can go from being a gangster in, in, in a gangster in Long Beach to doing a show with Mar the Stewart, you've made it, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, no facts. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. <laughs> everything. Like he's he he's got a show with essentially America's premier white woman. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that in any negative connotation, but like Martha Stewart is everybody's, you know, is is middle America's mom, aunt sister yeah. whoever but that is americana to a t you know uh and there there he is you know what i mean and of <laughs> the two of them she's the only one within the record you know what i mean so it is what it is i was like yeah you know snoop went from uh making a splash what murder was the case to making a splash on aew man like that guy <laughs> i mean I, he's everywhere like I, once, I, once I started seeing him do like Nickelodeon shows, like doing collab, like big time rush. I'm like, all right, all right. He's everywhere. <laughs> he's everywhere. I, I I saw a meme that said Snoop's already beat the game. He's just doing side quests now. And it <laughs> yeah, made, I seen that, I seen that it meme. made total sense. And I was like, oh yeah, like that's the game is done. He's already won. He's just like, let me just go fuck around and see what I'm doing over here. Let's go try this. Let's go try this. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. So just like Snoop, I know you've had kind of a long journey yourself, right? So I'm very curious that in this journey, what's been like one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn? Uh, the hardest question or the hardest thing that I've had had to learn is really a two-part thing. Number one, everybody can't go with you. Um, I'm, I'm a very loyal guy. And people that have helped me along the way, I want everybody to be able to come with me. But in wrestling, as in life, everybody's not meant to go on the whole ride with you, right? You've got portions where people are supposed to be there for you. And you've got times where they, they're going to have to go continue on their journey on their own way. Um, some, some people are not meant to take the ride with you. Uh, and that's one thing that I struggle with because I want to try to bring as many people up with me as possible. The problem is not everybody's meant to go, right? Um, and you can't risk bringing someone who's not ready to go and then bringing everybody else down, including yourself, right? So we see that all the time in, in sports. Somebody will make it to the NBA or NFL and somebody in their entourage will do something stupid. You know what I mean? And now, and cost them millions of dollars. You know what I mean? Um, that's just how it goes. And then the second thing is, um, everybody talks about, you know, wanting people to be real, but in this sport, especially when you're doing business, you have to understand that everybody's not used to every, every type of personality, right? For me, um, e even just recently, right? Um, within the last year and a half or so, almost two years, I had a situation where um, management, sp specific people in management, uh, didn't like me, didn't like what I had to say, didn't like things that I stood for, didn't like anything about anything that I was doing. Uh, and it got to the point where something was going to have to be done. Like, okay, either I'm going to 
ask for a release or, or so, like so, something's got to happen, like because this is going to get out of hand very soon. Um, and so uh, I confronted them about it because that's who I am. That's what I do. Um, I'm not going to sit here and walk on eggshells around you. Like we're all, we're all fucking grown. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, this is in high school. Uh, like I, there's far too much money at stake to sit here and beat around in the bush. So, uh, and it went from everything to, you know, I was unprofessional to I was hard, hard to work with. And if you ask anybody in my 14 year career, I've never been hard to work with. I am, however, hard to take advantage of. That's where people get things twisted because you're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to uh, take advantage of me. You're not going to just tell me anything and I believe it. You're not going to just put me in a position where uh, it, it makes my career suffer or the people around me suffer. It's just not going to happen. Um, so once people run into people like that, that aren't necessarily yes men, that they can't just toss their weight around and feel like, oh, well, I'm don't nobody don't nobody care about that shit this way. Um, so those have been the hardest lessons for me, uh, and not necessarily in a negative way, but in, in a way that says, okay, there's a line here. Like you're going to have to choose to be this person and accept everything that comes with that good or bad. Like this is, if this is who you're going to be, this is your personality. This is what you stand for. Then you are going to have to stand directly on, on that no matter the success, no matter the repercussion, this is going to be who you have to be. Um, and I'm very proud of that. So um, those would probably be the, the two biggest lessons is stand on who you are and what you truly believe in. And everybody's not meant to take a ride with you. Oh, I like that. Though. That's like, you know, that's just, that's great life lessons as well. Not just mm -hmm. even just like for like the wrestling side of things like, yo, that's, you're not writing that down in your book you need to because that's definitely gonna be my front page now <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> but to kind of make it more lighthearted question i need to ask this yeah. question not very many wrestlers and i found this out recently which has been kind of crazy for me but not very many wrestlers will eat something before a show but after right. that show they got this full-out meal plan and i'm very curious do you have a post-match meal and if so what is it? Uh, it depends on where we're at, honestly. Um, especially like for most guys, you know what I mean? Like, like they're trying to still eat fairly healthy on the road. Uh, but if it's a situation where we've already just chalked it up to the fact that we're about to eat some bullshit, um, then if we're in Texas, Gonna have to try to get what like what like Whataburger or try to hit up a nice little barbecue spot. Um, if we're on the East Coast, I know uh, a lot of times the, like like the boys get Wawa or something like that. Uh, yep. <laughs> if, we're, if we're in the Midwest, Northeast, you know what I mean, we'll get sheets, uh, something yep. like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me see. If we're on the West Coast, hit it in and out or something like that, even though I don't necessarily like, I don't see the big uh -huh. deal. Uh, I hate, I, I hate in and out. I, I, I used to live uh, in, in LA. And listen, I never understood the hype. I just so I, 
I live in Houston, right? And they just put one near where I live. And so I, I was like, well, it's been years since I tried it. Let, let me go try it out. It is the most hyped, basic ass meal. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I now, have legitimate now, evidence now. Now, granted, said it on the three count podcast. Listen, yeah, for those now, who don't know, just rewind this back 15 seconds. Turn it up louder so people in the back can hear. Right. What oh, he my. When, <laughs> when they, when they, like, seriously. Bro, when they do the animal style, it's it's delicious. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to knock it. Outside of doing that, it's still good, but it's, it's, it's average. You know what yes, I mean? Like, it's, just... <laughs> it's, it's very mid, bro. Like, so... And that's it's not and it simply is what 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 it is. It's not bad. It's just not all with all the hype. Like, Thank like you. come on now, come on now. Like, it, it's just I, it's my night. Listen, dude, this has just made my night. Like, <laughs> because all like, my all friends, like they 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 love it. They love it. And I and when I was living out there, they loved it. I was like, I was a jack in the box guy. Like right. that was my. That's my play, but no. In and out, it's, it's like it's cool. And you go blind all the way out into the into this road. Right. No. And even, even with Jack in the Box, like Jack in the Box has some good stuff, but it's like okay, like it's it, we, we know what it is, right? Right. Like, but <laughs> the way they hype it, you would think like God Himself came down, toasted the buns, you know what I mean? Grilled these <laughs> no, absolutely these patties, yeah, yeah. like to absolute perfection, you know, anointed the sauce himself and served it to you. And it's like, fam, it's just a burger. Like it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's not, it's not worth the hype. You know what I mean? Like cats from Cali were on it so hard. Like I was like, I like if, if you put in and out versus five guys, five guys wins hands down every yes. day of the week. Yes. Right. So I'm sitting there like they were talking about it like and the first time I had it, like I'm about to have the burger experience of a lifetime. I, when I tell you I was so disappointed, like, <laughs> like to the point where I was mad, like I was like, bro, y'all sat here and hyped all this shit for, you know, all day. You know what I mean? And it was eh. nah. nah. but a place. <laughs> but to, but to switch subjects real quick, a place that absolutely is good and I will give credit to PJ Black for this is Smoothie King. As far yes. as like smoothies, I remember same thing. He was, we were on a road trip and he was asking about this. Like he had to have asked like five times within a span of like maybe 10 to 15 minutes or so. And to be honest, and I told him this, I was getting kind of hot. I was like, yo, if he mentioned Smoothie King again, I'm flipping like, so finally, I was like, hey, man, can we stop at the Smoothie King so we can get this man his smoothie so we can, you know, just have this ride in peace? And everybody's like, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. We we tried it. And when I tell you I wanted to dislike this shit so bad, bro, <laughs> I wanted I wanted it to be trash so bad just so I, I, I could be like, bro, all this talk you've been asking, and this was terrible. That, that first sip, I was like, damn, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's really good. Damn. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to hate it. And now I drink it like all the time. So uh, shout out to him for that. Uh, for, for, for bringing something into my life that I didn't know I needed. Um, but yeah, he's, he's the man too. But oh, when I tell you, I wanted that to be so trash. 
just so I I could just be like, boy, you know, but couldn't crush it. <laughs> so, all right, so we're going to shift gears because we have two like big questions before we get into the second best segment of the mm-hmm. three count podcast. So my other question for you, man, is what advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? The best advice that I, I could give is, t- is stuff that we've touched on all, all already. Excuse me. Um, have that support system around you. Have people that you trust around you and ride with them all the way to the end. Um, you're going to have to have the utmost confidence in yourself. And I mean to a point where other people didn't damn near look at you crazy for the amount of confidence that you have in yourself because no one else is going to do that for you. You have to believe within yourself. Uh, and of course you have to put the work in behind it. You can't just believe it, but you know that you have to put in the work and truly on top of all that, believe wholeheartedly that you have the ability uh, and the skill to go out there and be, you know, the best at what you do. Um and understand that wrestling is a lot like sales. You're going to hear no nine times before you get that one yes, right? And that that can be tough for a lot of people to deal with as well because there's a lot of rejection in this game. But when you listen to some of the stories of the greatest legends of our sport, at some point in time, multiple people told them, ah, no, you suck. You'll never be anything. You know what I mean? People passed on Austin People passed on Undertaker, uh, Triple H almost, you know, he wanted to pass on Cena, right? Like that's very well documented. But then he was like, hey, I'm glad he proved me wrong. I'm glad he did. You know what I mean? Like, so um, there's just, there's so many stories of, of the greats being doubted that, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, you're not going to experience something that they didn't experience. And if they could push through it, if they could persevere, if they could, you know, have that fortitude to uh, continue on, that's going to be something that you're going to need to possess. Um, and if you can do that, put in the work, put in the time and put yourself in a good spot, um, then this business can be very kind to you. I like it. I like it a lot. So you've talked about how you traveled around. You've been to a lot of different locker rooms. So as a new guy myself, I need one do and one don't of the locker room one do that i still that i i still go by is i still greet everyone and i don't mean just the wrestlers i mean like anybody that i see i don't care if we're doing stadiums and they work concessions i don't care if we're in a ball field and it's you know the 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 guy who puts the lines on 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 the field i don't give a shit everybody there in some way, shape, shape, or form, you know, puts us in position to be able to do what we do. Like everything is set up for us, right? The the building is there, the lights are there, the ring is there. All we got to do is go, go perform. So we kind of, even though we have the most physically demanding job, like we have the easiest job because everybody's there for us. You know what I mean? So um, I always make a point production P people first and foremost, you know what I mean? I'll come in, like, hey, guys, what's up? What's up? Appreciate y'all. Bah, 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 bah. You know what I mean? And not from a place of, like, uh, of obligation, but of genuine appreciation for what they do. Um, because 
a lot of people don't know, man. Like if you fuck around with with production, they can make you look ass on TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? So everybody just be cognizant of that. Like you want to make sure that the production people like you because then they go the extra mile to make sure your stuff looks good. Um, and the people at, at ROH and every other local room that I've been are absolutely incredible when it comes to that. Uh, they make us look fucking great. Um, from promos on down on the line, just absolutely fantastic crew. Um, and one don't. Um, you should hear everybody, but you don't necessarily have to listen to everybody, if that makes sense. Uh, there's a lot of people in this sport who will be like, especially when I was coming up, like, I've been I've been doing this. I've been in this business kid for 25 years. It's like, oh, okay, word. How many matches have you had, though? Oh, uh, you know, about 300, 400. And you're like, fam, I had 400 ma matches in year five. How are you 20 years ahead of me with the same amount of matches? Like, some don't add up. You know what I mean? So... A lot of people, you know, will be in this game a long time, but really not have that much to offer you. Um, so you kind of got to have to watch out for that. Um, but while everybody should be heard, not everybody should be listened to. Um, it would be differentiating between who that should be is something that you're going to have to work on amongst yourself and your crew. But that's where like older vets that you know or that that you know you should listen to, that's where they come in. You're like, hey, so and so told told me this. What do you think? And if they're like, fuck that dude, you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, okay, like <laughs> don't even worry about it then. But um, if they're like, uh, oh, you know, yeah, this, 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 maybe this part, maybe that part, maybe try this, like, oh, okay, cool. But yeah, those are the those are things. Be aware. Um and acknowledge everyone and then you don't have to listen to everybody yo that's that's great i like that i'm mm -hmm. i i'm just gonna be honest man i'll probably be hitting you up on the side and be like hey i heard this what do you think right, right. and like and, and for a lot no, of fact, like, no that, that was that's that's, that's, that's the plan right because a lot of it like there's a lot of people that i don't know but like if it if to them if it seems right you'd be like okay well that makes sense depending on what you're trying to do if not you're like no that's fucking dumb like no don't don't do that like <laughs> you know what I mean like don't listen to them well bet so those are all my heavy hitting questions and Chaz's heavy hitting questions but we got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast and people ask what's the first and we talked about at the start of the show it is the red dogs power rankings that you can find on our debate show but this is the three count podcast 10 count questions and mr taylor this is how it works i'm gonna fire mm. off 10 questions at you rapid fast whatever's okay. your answer that's your answer all right so we're gonna put on the imaginary timer for added pressure and here we go. Christmas or Halloween? Christmas. Favorite movie? Oh, Coming to America. Sonic, Sonic or Mario? Mario. Favorite color? Black. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite sport to watch? Football. Forearms or spine busters? Forearms. I know. 
I'm not even gonna play yeah. like full transparency. Yeah. yeah, you're I watch your forum. I just love watching people die. <laughs> forearms, baby. Favorite podcast. Favorite podcast. Damn. That's a great question. Shit. I'm trying to think of which uh rapid fire, rapid fire. Probably bust it open right now. Ah, yeah. Yes. Like, like I, I could, I could have been cornered. Like this one. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, it's not. It's not gonna be the answer. Like, not that this is great, but I'm like, that's just <laughs> not what I do. Uh, but yeah, pro- probably, probably that, th- that one. You have that many wrestling minds all in one spot. Uh, it's, all, it's, it's, it's all, it's always gonna be entertaining and a learning egg experience. So, shouts out to dreamer and henry and bully and lagreca and all the guys over there and ladies and whoever else is is a part of it shout out to everybody so nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast the rest of the team uh o'shea ron hunt con moses the whole crew that's and then last but not least, my favorite question asked every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. Fuck. Yeah, you great. Yeah. That's all that's needed. <laughs> it's, it, it covers so much. It really does. It, it's so versatile. Hey. Yep, learn that from Bernie Mac. Learn that from Bernie Mac. <laughs> hey. Yep. So, hey. It can be a person, place, or thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> uh, it's a noun. It's an adjective. It, it, it's a verb. You know what I mean? Give me an adjective. You know what I'm saying? It it really is. It might be the most versatile word in the English language. So we need people to go check out the history of the F word that you can find on YouTube because that oh, video wow. will tell you everything you need to know about that word. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes. I didn't even know that was a thing, but yeah. It, yeah, yeah, Cliff said that to me. And it, yeah, it blew my mind. You know what? After After we get done with all of this, I'll send you the link and then you can tell me how awesome that video is. Okay. <laughs> all right. So that is all the questions I have for you. The only thing I have left for you is can you let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you? Of course. Uh, at Shane216Taylor, that's T A Y L O R. That's uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we got the Ring of Honor Shane T Honor Pals about to drop tomorrow live for the general public so we're gonna be hyping those and trying to sell those out as fast as possible perfect holiday gift for your little ones uh or for yourself uh if 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 you like wrestling collectibles and you get to go out there and wrestle and jump around on them and stuff like like that uh really dope because i had them as a kid uh the wrestling buddies i had like warrior and i think like dibiase um, so now to have one of my own is kind of surreal. It's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, uh, just appreciate all the love and support, not only for myself, but for the whole team. Um, thank you for an incredible 14 year career so far. Uh, here's to, you know, 14 more. Bad. And there you have it. You know where to find him. So what does that mean? We got to take us home. It's time to wrap this up, which means 
This is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. And like I said, I am the man who leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right, Clifford Red Dog Miller, a.k.a. your Sherpa for this show. And like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can find you a more efficient way up the mountain. So like we said, Chaz is here with me on the show. You can't see him, but he is the disembodied voice. And then it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. You see him right next to me, STP and stuff. Shane Taylor is in the building and now in the ring. And guys, you know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for the outro. And you pick another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.